0: This episode of the POMcast is sponsored by knitwear designer, plant dyer, and yarn shop owner, triple threat, Lotta H. Lurthgren. Lotta lives and works in the forest of southern Sweden, where her unlikely little yarn shop, Elk Market Yarn, is located in a small wooden cottage from the early 20th century.
1: Lotta dyes yarn with both foraged local plants and those growing in warmer climates, and her knitwear designs are inspired by her nearest surroundings, the forests the changing seasons, the lakes, and the starlit night sky.
0: As a POMCAST listener, you now get 10% off your next order at elkmarketyarn.com with the code POMCASTAPRIL. That's P-O-M-C-A-S-T-A-P-R-I-L. And Lotta can't wait to welcome you to the forest. I can't wait to go. It sounds magical. It really does. And welcome to Pomcast, the podcast brought to you by Pom Pom Quarterly. I'm Lydia Gluck, and I'm here, as I am very frequently, usually every other week, with the lovely Sophie Heathscott. Hi, Soph. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you?
1: All right. What's your beverage for this time of day when you start?
0: (laughs) I am now on a peppermint tea. Nice. Yes, because I've already had two cups of caffeinated tea so I'm just breaking up the caffeine drinks with a little um palate cleanser
1: nice then do you round back to a like a hard espresso at like three <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon
0: normally I drink coffee first thing in the morning but I'm currently out of coffee and I set my reminder to buy coffee and it keeps flashing up but it's been flashing up for like four days and I haven't bought coffee <laughs>
1: My love of coffee is too strong to four days. Sorry. I know.
0: Well, it's because I've taken to buying my coffee from this specific place in Norwich, which involves going into town during the hours when they're open. And I just haven't been able to do that for the past four days. And I thought about buying a different coffee but then I thought, no, I want my usual coffee. I'm a creature of habit. So we'll see. I mean, anything could happen, guys. In a couple of weeks time, you'll maybe find out, did Lydia buy coffee or not? You've
1: just been eating coffee beans raw just, just to get that <laughs> hit. Well, what is it about the coffee?
0: It's just particularly nice coffee. There's like a, you know, place where they roast their own coffee and have specific beans and blends. To be honest, my coffee knowledge is quite minimal. So I go for like their most basic one, you know, the one with the least amount of confusing sounding flavours. Um <laughs> I'm like, which is the one that is best for people who just like fancy versions of the coffee they're already used to. I don't like it to be too acidic. I feel like it's quite fashionable for coffee to be quite acidic. <laughs> is that what makes coffee cool? The acidity. Well, okay, so context. No one else. So, like, I realize that this is coming out of nowhere. But my my youngest brother is a professional barista, and is like absolutely obsessed with coffee and like when he makes coffee, he does it really beautifully every time, like regardless of where he is, you know, he always travels with like his own little grinder and a special device for making coffee, which is usually, usually some kind of drip through. And so he's always like trying different beans. And like, he follows all of these great, it's like, you know, how you wouldn't really think about how the knitting world existed unless like online, you know, unless you were part of it, I was like, Oh, yeah, of course, there's like, the coffee world, and there's like coffee conferences. And when you go to do like a coffee tasting, it's called a cupping.
1: Oh, that's a good <laughs> fact.
0: So, so, so my brother Morgan, whenever he like it's like, oh, you've got to try, you know, try this coffee. And I just think my palate isn't sophisticated enough. And often to me, it tastes really acidic. And so, in my little, like, I don't know much about coffee brain, I've surmised that fashionable coffee is too acidic for me. And so, I want a sort of, slightly nicer version of you know the kind of coffee that you'd buy in the in the supermarket basically and so that is what I get more or less from a nice roast roastery in town um yeah and so that's the coffee I've been buying in Norwich and I really like it and I don't want to accidentally buy coffee that I don't like (laughs) so I've got a sort of coffee hiatus (laughs)
1: Understand. understand well usually we we start with chatting about the weather so i just thought a beverage chat would be a nice, a nice start to the episode <laughs> who knew who knew who'd be so involved what are you are you drinking coffee no, i've had my i have one coffee a day because i'm trying to cut back on caffeine and I, yeah i've had it but now i've uh, i've got decaf tea i'm mm. uh, rocking the decaf so you know here's a decaffeinated version of the uh, episode you can see what vibe we're working on um So yes, this is our chat episode, as has been signposted by this uh, casual, cozy meander into the world of beverages. Uh, So we'll be chatting a little bit about what we've been up to, a little bit of POM news, and uh, what we've been excited about. So yeah, come and get cozy, grab your knitting, grab your crochet, grab your coffee. I don't know, what are you drinking? (laughs) Maybe people listen to the evening, I don't know. I don't know when people listen to podcasts. Maybe a wine. (laughs) Maybe a wine, why not? um yeah so I guess what have you been up to Lydia I know about your shopping list for the coffee so don't worry we covered that
0: but (laughs) okay I mean you you sure you don't want more detail about the (laughs) coffee (laughs) (laughs) um so what have I been up to well I'm now back in the UK I believe the last time we recorded a uh, Sophie and Lydia chit chat pod chat sofa chat um episode I was in San Francisco now I am back here and one of my main projects since i got back was setting up my studio in my house which is the second bedroom and i now can't remember how much i have discussed this i mean obviously there's been like various chat about um moving and decorating and so on and my studio it was the last room that i had left to um turn into a real room and not just a pile of boxes uh in the middle of the floor <laughs> so since I got back I've been lugging around furniture and putting it together and putting things onto shelves I've got some very exciting shelving actually which I feel that crafty types might be interested yeah. in I so I feel
1: like I see a picture of people's shelves I'm like where did you get the <laughs> yeah, shelves exactly
0: okay so great so I decided that for this room I didn't want to put shelves on the wall yet I might do some built-in shelving but I feel like sometimes especially with a workroom I don't know exactly how I'm going to use the room. So I thought I would have, you know, a layout and see how that goes. And if I'm happy with it and it makes sense to put shelves actually on the wall, then I'll do it then. But in the meantime, I need shelving. So I thought I'll buy some racking because that is cheap, uh, cheap cheap-ish and quite heavy duty, which is good because I've got lots of like, you know, paper and boxes and all sorts of things that need storing. I found this really great shelving. That is like basically like pop up shelving, and it's metal and quite heavy duty. But it arrives like flat, and all you do is like it like concertinas out, and then the shelves like click into place. And it's also powder coated yellow, so I really love it. And it's really good. It like took me a minute to put up, basically. Like it's quite heavy, but once you've got it in place, I just like. That's
1: kind of industrial, yeah. Yeah, it is
0: pretty industrial. It's quite heavy duty. Like it is meant, I think, for like Mm. garages and things, maybe. Right. Um. I'm so happy with it. I've been telling everyone about it because it just was so such a dream compared to putting together the more complicated furniture that I've done. And I actually really enjoy putting together Ikea furniture or other, other flat yeah. pack furniture brands are available. <laughs> but, um, it was nice to have one aspect of the room that was just like done within moments. And then I could like put things on those shelves so that stuff was out of the way. So I would highly recommend this pop-up shelving. So that's exciting and that's what I've been up to
1: <laughs> that's pretty exciting I uh I did a clay class which I feel like within the crafty circles I move and everyone's always like yeah I'm gonna get into clay or like yeah I've done a little bit of clay um so I went to a place called mud gang which is kind of near Waterloo and uh, I did their make something useful class and it was some different techniques a bit of slabbing if you're familiar with that a little bit of uh using a plaster mold to make a plate and uh I mean this could be a whole uh dawning of my mud-based uh crafting
0: <laughs> so exciting I've always wanted to try some ceramics but I've decided that I will hold off any new hobbies for now at least I mean, until I finish my master's
1: <laughs> you've got to try and like now you've got a shelf like what else do you need uh, maybe you need a potting wheel you know like
0: it's true. <laughs> I always thought that maybe ceramics would be my 40s Lydia hobby. So Okay, right. <laughs> nice. That yeah. sounds really fun. It was
1: really fun. I've done a little bit of uh, ceramics when I was at uni and a little bit of foundation. It's sort of something, I don't know, it's, if you've got to, well, you want to do it, you've got to want to do it, right? You've got to go to a place which has the facilities. It's not quite like, I'm going to take up sewing or I'm going to take up basket weaving, you know, it's... uh Bit more commitment, but yeah, I'm excited about maybe this is a new clay based chapter.
0: <laughs> Very exciting. And have you been doing any um yarn based making?
1: Yes, I love the fiber crafts, don't forget. <laughs> um, yeah, I made some Sky Hill mitts which are from the palm book Knits About Winter, as well. You know, um, it's something, yeah, something I'd always wanted to make, and it uses um two strands of DK held double. They're just so big and cozy. It's kind of like wearing little oven mitts, but I'm really into that.
0: I saw them yesterday in the office, of course, and yep. was very delighted by them. They just look so warm, and since things are cold here at the moment, yeah, <laughs> I was like, mm, yes, warm mitts, very nice." Yeah,
1: very satisfying. Uh, we'll put all the notes to this on the blog and the show notes as we always do. But I used uh, one of the strands. I used is this beautiful. Mm-hmm. Alpaca by Alpaca Tweed by the Border Mill. And there's something about the softness of the alpaca in this mitts just makes it, oh, so cozy. Dreamy. Yeah.
0: Very, very nice. You're
1: doing any knits at the moment?
0: I am still working on Fia's jumper, which I believe I discussed last time, the very, very, very late birthday jumper. Um, I've been really enjoying doing Intarsia, which I have to say I didn't massively expect. It's not like I thought I was going to hate it, but I was a bit like, oh, it's a bit more faff, you know. And it is very, it's sort of pretty simple intarsia. There's not loads and loads of bobbins. Um, But it's actually, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. And it's making me think that like, I'm like, maybe I will make lots of very 80s jumpers with fun intarsia splodges on them. Or I will, and I bought some fun yarn that I can use for Sylvatica, of course, from issue 38, um, sort of intarsia Technique that's not quite the same, but anyway, we will link to the things. um But yeah, so working on Thea's jumper, and that's kind of the main one. I did get almost to the end of the front of the jumper and realized that the you know because I'm kind of she like drew a picture of this jumper and I'm making it, and I realized I sort of slightly misjudged one aspect of it that I felt to be non-negotiable. I'm sure Thea would have been fine with it, but I want to do my very best for it to look how she wants it to so i ended up ripping back about a third of the front um and i'm now almost back to where i was but with things looking uh, a little better which was what it was one of those things we're kind of arguing with yourself like oh it's fine right you know like looking at it for ages for like an hour sort of putting it to one side and being like oh i'll get back to it in a minute it's fine then looking like oh, i probably should rip that back oh no, no no it's fine and then eventually i was like just do it rip it back now and then yeah.
1: We've all been there. It's also a testament to your new love of Intasia. If you're like, yeah, I'm going to welcome the Tintasia back. Yeah, yeah, it's true.
0: <laughs> yeah, and luckily, yeah, it's just the two colours. So it's not, not too tricky, but um, yeah, very much enjoying that. And I'm also doing a little bit of now I've got the studio room almost set up. It means I've got a good sewing space again, a dedicated sewing space, which I feel extremely lucky about. Um, and... I am going to a wedding fairly soon. So I'm sort of perusing potential wedding outfit sewing projects, which may be slightly ambitious. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Nothing like a deadline. Yeah. Gotta get a deadline.
0: <laughs> it's nice to think about it. There's a new pattern from um, Friday Pattern Company, who are an excellent, uh, I, I really like their sewing patterns. And uh, they just released something called the Saltwater Slip, which mm-hmm. is a sort of fairly simple slip dress um but I think that if made in like a really nice sort of drapey I've got some lovely tensile that I think would be really nice I think made in a sort of you know luxurious fabric could be a very nice um simple wedding outfit
1: I love it I definitely feel like sewing comes quite seasonally to me and I think Mm. when the weather gets tiny bit warmer I'm more into the sewing vibes a little Mm. bit Mm. maybe I'll check that out that sounds nice Mm. (laughs) Uh, I'm also working on something which is kind of top secret at the moment because we've got issue 41 around the corner. And as is my <laughs> perk of the job as a POM person, get to see these patterns that are coming out very soon. Um, maybe we should talk a little bit about issue 41. Are we moving on to POM news? I think we might be. Yeah, what a smooth transition. Oh, it's, well, it's like I'm a podcaster. Um, <laughs> so yeah, issue 41 is coming soon, so that'll be our summer issue. But I mean. Going to hint at some stuff. It's a summer issue, but there's going to be quite a, a versatile amount of patterns in there.
0: It's going to be more patterns than you expecting. Mhm. Yes, it's going to be a bumper issue because, of course, it is our tenth anniversary issue. Pom pom is now almost ten years old, which is kind of amazing. So we're celebrating in style, in knitting and crochet style.
1: Yes, you can look forward to the previews of that on the twenty seventh of April. So
0: yeah, this month. And um
1: I'm excited. I don't know what else to say, yeah. but I'm
0: excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, soon there will be official announcements um and previews and so on. And so definitely keep an eye out on the social media channels. Maybe sign up to the newsletter. But yeah, you can see things on Instagram and on our website. And by the time we are doing another episode of um chit chat like this one, we will be able to talk in more detail about the exciting new issue well the summer issue
1: another publication we've been working on is our sock book we talked a little bit about the sock shoot last episode um i don't know we'll just give the people a little bit more sock info i guess
0: (laughs) exactly yes so we've been working on a very exciting sock book as sophie says with the wonderful rachel coopy who is well known for her sock related endeavors in the knitting world um and has the capacity to knit a really alarming amount of socks in quite a short space of time, I've learned. (laughs) It didn't surprise me, but I was still like, wow, that is a lot of socks.
1: Which is good for this kind of project. So yeah.
0: Indeed, yes. So um, we had our photo shoot, of course, and it was a very fun day. We were able to have many Pom Pom team members present. And took lots of pictures of socks. It may surprise you to learn, but we had a lot of fun with the way in which we were taking the pictures.
1: Yes. So um, we were on a uh, in a studio. So sometimes for shoots we're in a location. So think about issue 38. We were at this beautiful mill in Norwich. And think about the most recent issue 40. We were at the Mexican American Cultural Center. Um, But for the socks shoot, we were in a studio. It's like an old dairy, wasn't it? Is it? I
0: think potentially, yeah. It's like one of those kind of classic East London studios that's like all kind of bricks and like, yeah, I don't know. It's concrete. Concrete, <laughs> yeah. Um, but has like, you know, really good like light from overhead. Often they have uh, and excellent studio-based facilities.
1: So there we go. We set the scene. We're in a big old room <laughs> made of concrete <laughs> and bricks. And you're thinking, I'm inspired already. um but what we do is we set up uh, coloramas, so big, big sheets of paper, really. It's the fancy thing. Mm-hmm. And we had um, a real fun injection of color from uh, these coloramas, so quite a plain background. And then uh, all these fantastic socks. And we basically laid on our backs and put our feet in the air. And that was the (laughs) secret behind the shot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And we do have some other shots where people are, e.g. standing or sitting. But the majority of the pictures we took were exactly as Sophie described. And they were a lot of fun. And there was a lot of giggling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lots of different, uh, you know, sock techniques you know posing techniques you know like flexing doing a shy foot uh <laughs> you know being a ballet dancer and uh doing all those you know and now the socks are talking <laughs> make the feet move so yeah it was a lot of fun the shoot uh the socks book titled tbc uh i think it's will be it called uh socket to you maybe something <laughs> like that The shoes on the other foot um still working tiles <laughs> But uh, we look forward to bringing that to you uh, yeah, in autumn this year.
0: Okay, so now we get to move on to the part where we just get to talk about various things we're excited about. Unlike all the other things we've talked about, which we are not excited about.
1: <laughs> Mostly the podcast is that I've seen you, uh, like I'm looking at show notes here and I'm like, I want to hear what Lydia's talking about because you've written neo-color crayons OMG. So <laughs> that is exciting.
0: Well, since you can see me, I can show you one of them. Oh yeah. But um the people's obviously can't see this right now. So I will describe this. I've chosen a colour that made well, that's gone kinda, really bright on the screen. Really
1: kind of chunky. I like it.
0: Yeah, they're like sort of not hugely bigger than regular crayons I think but anyway so um when I was in Austin Megan took me to an art shop there that was called what was it called something really fun like Jeffrey's art world but not that I can't remember <laughs> anyway the point is that I um tried out these crayons and like they're actually karen Dash so I think they're like yeah oh, they're no, Swiss what?
1: Karen- Caran yeah. Dash is a good brand
0: yes and I'd heard of these crayons I think they'd even been recommended to me a few times and I just sort of hadn't got around to trying them but you know they had that thing in the shop where you can like try them out so I just bought like I, I didn't want to buy a whole huge pack of them um so I just bought myself like a few choice colors that I enjoy um you might be able to guess what those colors are <laughs> well I mean you
1: just held up two of them but
0: uh... <laughs> the other pink one is yellow? big
1: surprise this yeah.
0: one yeah <laughs> so yeah pink yellow mint green I am really obsessed with them they're really really fun so basically so I'm reading off the label here it says water soluble wax pastel I'm not going on there so it's like drawing with a crayon in that it's got that kind of waxy effect and you know it's quite opaque so one of the things I like about them is of course that you can draw on darker colored paper and I really like drawing on not white paper like on um you know like brown or tan or like just whatever like sugar paper, especially. That's like my favorite. So crayons are perfect for that. Um, and they are also water soluble. So if you want to, you can kind of use them a little bit like watercolors and like blend the colours that way. Oh, they're just so fun and they come in all the fun colours. And I'm just really excited about them. I love a new um, just love a new art supply, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm Exciting fine.
0: times. And I also bought some um oil paint crayons which they basically call oil sticks apparently so it's like oh yeah oil paint but in crayon form which are like really expensive (laughs) but I really wanted to give them a go
1: cool and it seems like the neo color thing are they quite like concentrated then in the color when it comes out yeah it's kind of waxy yeah
0: they're quite dense um I've like not you know I've only just started kind of exploring what I can do with them um And you can get like quite an incredible range of colors, but they're not super cheap, as you can imagine. Um, I think you can get like a sort of basic set of colors for affordable amount. But if you want, it's a bit like any of these things, you know, if you want like all all 150 shades that they do, you're looking at like hundreds of pounds. Um, So I won't be going there anytime soon, but I'm enjoying the colors I do have. Um, And then the oil paint crayons are also really fun. Basically, I'm enjoying crayons, fancy crayons of various kinds.
1: Oh man, love crayons. I mind, can you like blend them together then if they're like water soluble and like play around with them like that I'm excited about them now as well yeah so. you can
0: I'm trying to think I feel like I just maybe I'll try and take a picture of something I've done although I'm sure there's much more impressive work online Aww. that people can find <laughs> um but yeah exactly so you can just you know like a bit like um watercolor pencils like those yeah, were a big thing yeah. it's a lot like that except for that you've got that real like waxy feel to them um Ooh. yeah they're called Neocolor 2 Aquarelle, which makes nice. them sound very, very cool and fancy. Um, so yeah, watch this space for lots of <laughs> crayon-related drawings, both of oil crayon type and aquarelle type. Nice.
1: That's really cool. I feel like there's definitely a Venn diagram of people who are listening to um, the podcast who like like Colours and the art and who are also like, yes, crayons are So <laughs> Yeah,
0: exactly yeah there's there's a hopefully people who will be interested in this crayon development um how about you what's your current uh self excitement
1: well in this in this strange post and current pandemic world we live in i guess getting used to going out seeing people a little bit still love being at home watching telly every now and again Mm -hmm. and sounds a bit basic, but I'm really, really enjoying the new season of Drag Race.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, what could be more fun?
1: What could be more fun? I mean, I definitely have talked about in this podcast how much I love Drag Race. (laughs) And, you know, I'm a dedicated watcher. I have to say, maybe there'd be some people agreeing with me. The last couple of seasons have been maybe a little uh, lacklustre. And I think maybe the pandemic situation is a little to blame, like some of the formatting is slightly different. Um, but I personally feel that issue four uh, issue fourteen, issue fourteen of uh <laughs> RuPaul's pom pom is uh I think has a certain uh lightness and hilarity to it that has been missing from past seasons as a as an an analysis of uh the genre. Um, yeah, I'm just finding everyone very funny. I think the challenges they get to do are very great. For people who don't know, this is a competition where drag queens uh, compete <laughs> to become like the super duper uh, winner drag queen of that season. You know, it's a format of many a show where there's challenges, people get eliminated, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just having a lot of fun <laughs> watching that. It's very funny. <laughs>
0: I feel like because I watched the first nine seasons of Drag Race or something like Mm -hmm. that. Like, I've watched quite a lot of it, but I haven't watched it in a really long time. And I think it's time for me to go back to it. I also didn't watch the UK seasons, which is ridiculous.
1: Oh, well, I think I have to say the UK seasons are better than anything that the American seasons have produced. Sorry, it's just got to say that. Maybe I'm, you know, biased with my.
0: I feel like this, it's that the, um, a lot of the humor. Revolves around like cultural references, sure. doesn't it? And I feel like when you're watching the American ones, for me, especially, like, and I assume you too, and many other Brits, there's like a lot of cultural references that overlap, but there's a lot that don't. So sometimes you're a bit like, this seems funny, but I don't really know why, or like, you know, you don't know who it is that they're doing an impression of quite frequently, yeah. like that. That's a bit whereas I imagine in the UK version, uh, we're much more aligned in terms of uh, knowing the uh references
1: i mean do you reference one of the drag queens for something girl i don't know what she's saying but i am living so you know <laughs> that sums it up <laughs> um yeah i guess that's uh bringing me a lot of joy and humor and fabulousness <laughs> in
0: uh
1: in a drag queen form so uh, i'm enjoying that
0: excellent That sounds like very good times. And maybe at some, maybe I will watch drag race and use, do some crayon drawings at the same time. And the two things will be united.
1: Design a little like runway look.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: Well, it's always nice to check in with listeners with you, Lydia, check in with myself, ask myself these questions and, uh, Spend a little podcast chat time in the veritable uh, audio armchair that is the podcast.
0: Yes, indeed, and we hope that you all have an excellent couple of weeks between now and our next podcast. And next time, of course, will be an interview episode. So we will be joined by a wonderful knit world or craft world person who can bring all of their exciting crayon-related no. <laughs> but <laughs> well, they may have other interests who knows but we who look knows? forward to finding out about them have you haven't been to the pencil museum no but i would like to go to it where is this pencil museum
1: it's in the lake district this isn't a joke I mean, maybe this is a story for another time but you can see the biggest pencil in the world
0: <laughs> for some reason that reminded me of the fact that there is a shell museum in north norfolk that i've been meaning to go to yeah it's that one of my friend's favorite places she has a tattoo of a shell There we go. And I I like follow them on Instagram and we can put this in the show notes. It is a very fun account to follow because there is so much amazing shell art um, that I did not know existed. And hopefully one day I will see it in real life. But anyway.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Oh, and before we sign off, we just wanted to say a big thanks
0: to Elk Market Yarn. Thank you so much for sponsoring this POMcast. And don't forget that you can get your 10% off your next order at elkmarketyarn.com. With the code POMCASTAPRIL.
1: Great. Well, I know where I'm going right now. Online, do do do, at Market Yarn. Take care, POMs and uh, POMCATS, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Pomcast is produced by Lydia Gluck and Sophie Heath Scott, along with the team at Pom Pom Quarterly Magazine. You can buy your copy of the magazine and subscribe too at our online shop, pompommag.com forward slash shop.
0: Big thanks to Eli Block for creating the original music for this show and for being an essential part in creating this podcast.
1: Thanks as always to Megan Fernandez, co-creator and editor of Pom Pom Quarterly, and a big thanks to the whole Pom Pom team. We love them. They're great. They help us get this out on time. So thanks so much.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and why not leave a review? We would like five out of five. Send any feedback or ideas to podcast at pompommag.com And don't forget to keep in touch with us via the podcast group on the Pom Pom Ravelry Forum.